Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. My, 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 my TV makes me so bored. Makes me say, oh my lord, what is this garbage here? Wanna cover my eyes and Matt, I am unreasonably excited to talk about this song. <laughs> Here's the one factoid that I pulled about this, and I hinted at this a little bit on the Smells Like Nirvana episode, but I want us to think about it a little bit deeper for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a paragraph that I pulled right out of the wiki. It said, after recording the first batch of originals, sorry, let me uh, give a little bit of context here. This is explaining why this album took so long. As we all yeah. know, it took Al a while to to find the song that he felt was the true lead single for this album. Um, After recording the first batch of originals in 1990, Al focused his attention on parodies. By early 1991, only three parodies had been recorded. Two of them, the cookie-inspired New Kids on the Block parody, The White Stuff, and the television-centric MC Hammer parody, I Can't Watch This, were slated to be the singles. In fact, several cartons of promo singles were pressed, but were deleted from the record company's catalog at the last minute. These CDs were later discovered by Yankovic and his drummer, John Bermuda Schwartz, in a trash heap and have since become collector's items. Insane. Uh, I don't know if the white stuff would have worked as a single or a music video, but I would have loved to see the Weird Al, I can't watch this music video, because there's so... where where I think that this parody soars where Isle Thing failed in the sense of Isle Thing is so hyper-focused on a single show and this is Al covering the whole gamut of late 80s, early 90s television and on its surface it's like, I can't, you can't touch this, turns into I can't watch this, it sounds so stupid but this is a scathing review of what he thought about television in the late 80s, early 90s, which, if you are even a little bit of a pop culture person, was not exactly a high point in American pop culture. Television was probably at its lowest in overall quality in that time period. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because like, I actually wrote, it was one of the first notes that I wrote listening to this again was, I just wrote, so much better than Isle thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> and it's funny it, because he's done TV. Like obviously Al has done, I guess at this point, and it's funny because we're approaching the compilation era the of his t- career, yeah. but it's food and TV are the, his two favorite things to talk about. He will come back to them time and time again. 
in terms of discussing the pop culture. And this is we're several TV parodies deep at this point. But the obvious comparison here is Isle Thing, because not only is it the most recent, but it's also the other hip hop TV parody that he did. This is this is only the second actual song parody of a rap song that Al has ever done. That's right, right? I have that right. I think I, I think keep getting confused with with Twister because Twister was an original. Yeah, Twister was an original, an and it was parody. just about a, it was a commer- it was a TV jingle at it most. It was more of a jingle, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, but this is yeah, I mean, this is Al fully rapping, and yeah. the first time because not to look, I love the Tone Loke track. I like Tone Loke. I don't want to discredit in any way, but the delivery of the Tone Loke song, including in the original, is just so laid back and not high energy exciting that Al's delivery on that just feels like, okay, yeah, sure. That's just him doing it. This is great. This This is is impressive. Al is really like doing it here. The wordplay, we're going to have to go through all of these verses because the wordplay in these lyrics are things that went so over my head the last like 20, 30 years, not realizing like, oh, that's very clever. Like there are lines that are just very, very clever. I want to also take a second to appreciate MC Hammer for a second. Yes. Because MC Hammer has very much become a butt of a joke. He was a butt of a joke at the time of his peak of popularity even. But something that I realized in listening to this specific song, which I probably know, I mean, I know probably all the words to You Can't Touch This as well, but like very similar to like how uh, Don McCain talks about uh, struggling to remember American Pie lyrics because the saga begins is so ingrained in his head. That happens with this a lot for me. Um, Something I never noticed, and we'll dive into this deeper when we go through lyrics, every one of these verses, Hammer raps a little bit differently. Yep. (laughs) He does. his, His phrasing and his flow changes a little bit. Al tries to match it to the best of his ability and generally does a really good job, like... The way Al inserts the the pauses and like the little like changes in rhyme structure and stuff, the way he matches Hammer is super impressive. I so I'm going to use the first line of the first verse and the second verse just to kind of uh, explain what Matt and I are talking about here. Is you know the first verse he does the my 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 TV makes me so bored makes me say oh my lord. The second verse starts off with talking about. Six shows of America's funniest home videos. Like that is a completely different mm-hmm. rap structure than the previous one. And that's how Hammer does it in the album. Like he changes up his flow for every single verse of You Can't Touch This, which in retrospect I never paid much attention to, but that makes sense within what the song is about, which is bragging about how he is a multi tiered rapper that is impossible for anyone else to come at because. Yeah. Everyone else has one style of rapping, and he can do it all. He can sing, yep. he can dance, he can change up his flow, and it doesn't matter. He's that that great. And I it's never appreciated little, it. It's a great <laughs> little piece of early, like, you know, like, boastful hip-hop. Like, the whole song is just about how awesome MC Hammer is. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it's, it's so good. It's I mean, great. I feel like, yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, another side note, because I, I, I started listening to, I always like to listen to the original and Al's parody when we do these things, because it's just a great reference point for me to check Al's version against the original. Side note, with this track that is like a mostly programmed beat, I, I meant to, I could not find anything about how Al and his team made this, yeah. right? Because the original, the MC Hammer track, 
is based on a sample of Super Freak by Rick James. Yeah. Side note, in the rap world, I would assume this is just another round of headaches for Al now that he's sampling, now that he's parodying rap songs that are have samples in them made by other people. Like, what a nightmare. But I couldn't figure out if Al and his team also used the Super Freak sample or if they recreated it. That was I, not something I could find. Because if you listen to these two, if you listen to uh, Can't Touch This and I Can't Watch This, like play them side by side. I actually kind of did it on my computer briefly and had them both playing at the same time. When I tell you those backing tracks are identical. They are identical tracks. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious if Al made his beat the same way that Hammer made his, so which I was by sampling Super Freak. I don't know if this... Well, no, I guess that wouldn't have factored in at all. I was going to say Rick James does have a writing credit on You Can't Watch, or I Can't Watch This. Yeah. Which I don't know if that really does anything for that or not. Something that I love in this song before we even dive into the lyrics is the breakdowns. So there's two different parts in MC Hammer's song where he says, Break it down. And it's just that, like, oh, <laughs> like it's almost like a, it's, it feels a little bit like a George Clinton. P funk type moment. Yeah. It's just like a lot of craziness happening. Um, he does that on this, and I kind of like that instead of sampling these iconic quotes from TV shows, he brings in voice actors to recreate all of them. Mm -hmm. Um and oh, it's, yes. and it's most obvious because the I fallen and I can't get up does not sound like the old lady <laughs> from the commercial. But it does not. <laughs> the rest, they actually do a pretty good job of coming very close to like what you remember. Be it like the it keeps going and going. <laughs> like they how to order money back guarantee. Like removes tough stains first. Like it's awesome. The mic the the job that they did with this song is awesome. I agreed. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's and and this is where. There's something so great. And again, I, I, oh, I'm trying to gather my thoughts. Hang on. <laughs> the, uh, Al, sometimes again, it, you have this idea looking back on this stuff, like somehow he just knew all of this. And I, he obviously couldn't have, like this must have just, he's just so brilliant. Like considering the fact that he, this song is about how terrible and disposable television was at this moment in time, how amazing is it? How many of these references still land? Oh, isn't it, a good isn't amount. it like mind blowing? Like the commercials even that he references. Like I, I think there are plenty of people nowadays listening to this show who are way too young to fully know what he's referencing in these ads who would recognize the they keep going and going from Energizer or um, the I've fallen and I can't get up. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah. Um, all of these things have still um, he, he you know, the. Um, the channels. It's funny. He he references TV channels: HBO, Showtime, MTV, and Playboy. I actually don't know if Playboy still has a channel. They probably do, but we'll get there because. So this is where I was like, this song's fucking brilliant. So we'll start with the first verse, right? First yeah. verse. He's not referencing any channels or television. He's just talking about TV in general. So he says, "My TV makes me so bored. Makes me say, oh my lord, what is this garbage here? I want to cover my eyes and plug my ears. It sucks." And that's no lie. It's about as much fun as watching paint, paint dry. Lowers my IQ one notch. And that's the reason why I can't watch. And then his ad libs uh, during the chorus. I told you, homeboy, nothing but trashing, you know. Poke out my eyes, man. Yo, give me the remote control. 
Um, <laughs> well, I it, like the, uh, so again, comparing it to the uh, MC Hammer says, look in my eyes, man. Yeah, look in my eyes, <laughs> And man. Al goes, poke out my eyes, man. <laughs> I mean, just every little moment you could, like, because they seem like ad libs, but he is actually just, like, it's just these perfect little, like, changes of every, um, the I told you homeboy is also, that's the same in yeah, both of them. There's 100%. a few lines here he just borrows exactly. Then the second verse is exclusively about America's Funniest Home Videos. It is an entire yes. verse about America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> he says, talking about sick shows, there's America's Funniest Home Videos. I can't believe my eyes when I see the kind of stuff that wins first prize. Somebody's poor old mom falls down off the roof, face lands right on the lawn, fast, face first on a rake. I hear they got it on the 17th take. That's funny as a kick in the crotch. And that's the kind of show that I can't watch. And then he says, yo, I told you, change the channel now, man. Pass the TV guide here, sucker. I recently found a tape. I've been digitizing VHS tapes. And I guess one of the tapes that I digitized at one point, I taped the best of that year's American Funniest Home Videos from like 1998. Yeah. And man, that shit does not hold up <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, well, well, I'll tell you right now, as someone, I have not revisited America's Funniest Home Videos, but as a kid, I loved that show. Same. I <laughs> absolutely loved it. And you know what? This is another great, like, so Al, this is a really wonderful line he's walking because it yeah. reminds me a little bit. It's just a better version. I'm going to come back to it again. This is a better version of Isle thing. Yeah. You know, we talked about in that song how it's like he hates the show. He's pointing out all the problems with it. He just cannot stand it. But by the end, he's like. Suddenly finds that he's watched a tremendous amount of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a large part of what he's getting at here is like the hate watching <laughs> Stuff that you know is bad, but also kind of just goes down so easily that it's like, how can you not? Like, it's just why I watch trash TV. It's everyone, but it's why all of us watch trash TV. Like, no one thinks that it's like awesome. It's just something (laughs) that is great to shut your brain off and absorb without too much thought. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, uh, my wife and I like very, very busy with work. Everything's insane. And we usually like to sit down and like watch a TV show together with like dinner. And we have not been able to like absorb actual like content because it's just like taking in a storyline is way too much so we have just been sitting down every night and watching old episodes of diners drive-ins and dives i mean why not (laughs) because it's because it's all you like i'm I'm eating food watching someone eat food yeah like that is the extent of my brain capacity at this moment and why shows like love is blind become like the top show on netflix the week that they come out because like you can get mildly invested in these characters or whatever, but you're not following any deep storylines. Yeah. It's just them doing their thing and, and you being kind of yeah. shitty to each other. And then yeah. it's over. Be like, I know it's dumb. I know it's bad, but you know, I'm, I, that's what I want right now. Screw you for yeah. <laughs> who cares. And a side note, an incredible little moment here in this song, considering America's funniest home videos, I guess you could think of it as a form of reality TV, a very proto early version of it but the fact that al in this song in 1992 is calling out the manufactured nature of reality television yeah they got got it it on the the 17th 17th take yeah that is again al as nostradamus looking down like it is really amazing because that honestly again i was young so i'll acknowledge that like i wasn't really thinking about these things with that much attention to detail but that's the sort of thing that I think when people were watching America's Funniest Home Videos was not the most common thought then was how fake it was. 
Yeah. And how like it seems like it's these organic moments that people are capturing on film when in fact tons of them I'm sure are totally staged in an attempt to win money and to get yourself money. on television. Well, it's you know, was it Hitchcock that said like film is just life without all the boring parts. And it's like there you go. to watch I have a great video of my brother not being able to get onto the the thing to lift him up to the top of the mountain when skiing. He keeps slipping and falling. And my parents would always think like, oh, we got to send that to America's Funniest Home Videos. But it's like to appreciate the video, you have to sit and watch for like a minute and a half Mm -hmm. as the whole thing plays out. They're looking for those quick one to two, three minute, three second moments, which almost never naturally happen to get caught on camera. They're things that you have to recreate after the fact for especially the not camera. let's let's acknowledge especially not back then when oh, nobody yeah. had a camera yeah <laughs> that was really like if you had a camcorder at all that was expensive and something you were like you were filming onto tape like then you had to like go through like this was not like it, it was nowadays with phones where everyone's filming everything you can believe it a lot more and now you know the natural evolution of something like uh America's funniest home videos has turned into YouTube channels like Fail Army and shows like ridiculousness, which is really just a version of the same thing. Yeah. Well, um, so here's a prime example. What do you think was the number one video? Because I did sit and watch that entire episode of America's Funniest Home Videos. Let's say it was from 1997. What do okay. you think was the thing that won for the best America's Funniest Home Videos video clip in oh the God. year of 1997? Am I, go- I going to know what this is? No, not at all. But... <laughs> It's okay. It's, it's certainly something that feels staged as hell. Okay. It was a friend bursting into the bathroom on his friend sitting on a toilet playing a guitar and singing a song. <laughs> yeah, like, incredibly easy to stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Like, Why like, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's like stuff like that where it's like, yeah, anybody, like I could shoot that tomorrow with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I so, mean, at the end of the day, if you're th- now we're just talking about America's Funniest Home Videos, which is fine. But like at the end of the day, if what the show is, is like my favorite, like the best, very short comedy film, then yeah, yeah, sure. Congratulations. You won. You you made a very short comedy film that people enjoy. The idea that it's real is a huge part of the appeal to people. I think if someone saw that and was told it was written, they would be like, well, that's not very good. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Here's another thing I want to point out. So the first chorus, he ends with, give me that remote control. So it's implying that he's turning on the television at this point. And what he sees is America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm -hmm. He ends the second chorus by saying, pass the TV guide. And at this point, the next verse is him just roasting every show that he is seeing inside that TV guide. That's right. So he says, Cosby show and Roseanne. I think I've taken about as much as I can judge Wapner. Oh my, you got to be rain man to like this guy for the audience. who doesn't get this reference at this time, about a year earlier, the movie rain man came out where Dustin Hoffman plays a mentally challenged character who loves Wapner. He cannot miss 
watching Judge Wapner every night at eight o'clock or whatever. I've actually never seen Rain Man. I I've learned that just in my research for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 30 something is all right. If you like hearing yuppies whining all night, this is the line that I never <laughs> appreciated until yeah. recently. Can't stand Twin Peaks. Wish they'd lynch those donut eating freaks. Putting the word lynch in there because David Lynch created the Twin creator. Peaks is so fun and so smart and like so creative. It, it is. And it also makes me think again, like the extent to which Al actually like that's so in the know. Like, does Al really hate Twin Peaks? Oh, I don't think. I probably think it, not. Right. Twin Peaks is probably when I said that 1989 <laughs> to the early 90s was a low period in television twin mm. peaks is usually regarded as highly as it is as the exception to that rule it was yeah, such yeah, a yeah. masterpiece well, show I, 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 yeah, I, <laughs> I totally agree of course I, i'm yeah. a huge fan of that show but it's just an interesting again like looking at this through the lens of like you don't it's i for me i feel like it's very difficult to tell sometimes where al's actual uh truth where the truth lies and and is this um like how much is this actually him coming through and how much is just this some character that he is portraying? Like his actual personal feelings are often somewhat masked. Yeah. And uh, I'm 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 curious about uh, some of the sentiment in this song. But yeah. I'm sorry, I interrupted then, you mid No, 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 Please it's continue. totally fine. And then the last one, those Siskel and Ebert bums ought to go home and just sit on their thumbs. Again, for the younger audience, they would give ratings of one or two thumbs up uh, to review those and then obviously sit on your thumb. I mean, that goes all the way back to, like, fucking happy days. <laughs> and a funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. But a, another funny example of, like, I think by every measure, that should be a very dated reference. And people now, I don't think you need to even have seen Siskel and Ebert's show to know about the two thumbs up yeah. rating system for a movie. That was how they coined that idea. That was Siskel and Ebert was, like, each of them had a thumb, and it was a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Some movies were two thumbs down, two thumbs up, one up, one down. So then he says, break it down. This is where we get all of those commercial ads. It's all, it's literally all things referencing commercials until he yells, stop, prime time. Then the <laughs> next verse is literally talking about primetime television slash late night talk shows. Yep. And he says, I'm pretty sure I'll be sick if I have to watch another stupid pet trick referring to David Letterman, mm -hmm. or that guy with the real flat hair that goes woof, 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 and raves his, <laughs> waves his hand in the air for Arsenio Hall. Yep. And then this lyric, I feel like people have brought up on the show in the past, but I think in the context, similar to Jerry Springer, he says, or those weird talk shows about transsexual Nazi Eskimos, they're rude, crude, and vile. Just for a minute, let's just flip down the dial. Um, and I think that people bring up like, you know, if Al was, you know, if Al was such a supporter of the LGBT community, he wouldn't have used that word. But it's like that is probably verbatim the name of some episode of like Geraldo Rivera that he yeah. just pulled out. And, and he's obviously not celebrating because he's after he says it, he says it's rude, crude and vile. Like he does not like he is. Al is distinctly saying he does not approve Exactly. Of that type of inner quote unquote entertainment. And then the brilliance of flip, flip, flip. Ugh. <laughs> like gets me every time. The 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 right into uh I can't take this torture no man, pay the bills, station break, break it down, 
and then into another breakdown of all of these other iconic 80s commercial taglines. Um, and then the final verse, we'll just finish it up. Stop, cable time. And here's where he talks exclusively about what you would get if you had cable TV, mm-hmm. which you sang about a couple years earlier. <laughs> yep. HBO and Playboy, Showtime and MTV. I might like them more after my lobotomy. Now, why did I ever pay for this junk? I hooked up 80 channels and each one sunk, stunk. It's brainless blood and guts and mindless DNA. It's awful. It's putrid. It's crummy. It's stupid. Going to throw my set away. Mindless TNA. Mindless TNA. Not DNA. TNA. Yeah, sorry. Mindless Uh, TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I I think that he's playing a character. I think that Al does appreciate some of these shows. I think he probably does like Twin Peaks, but I think that his opinions on cable TV have already been pretty well documented in the past. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because, again, we have the song Cable TV, which is his love letter to cable TV, despite how he's he's mock. I mean, he's just mocking the excess of it all. Right. I think that's that's definitely what is happening here. And I keep coming back to that same idea of like what this song is about is it is about hate watching TV Yeah. (laughs) where it's like, you know, that it's bad. And some part of you knows like I shouldn't be doing this. But like this person who. But the way the song uh, continues makes you think this person who claims to absolutely hate television sure does absorb a lot of it yeah (laughs) to have to have this hot a take on every single thing that is on it so it's like the idea of like oh it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible like but is just still watching tv constantly yeah obsessively even one could obsessively yeah yeah yeah. i mean i just to go back a little bit to the uh to the verse you uh you mentioned i i just another great i love when as i mentioned earlier al's fitting into the rhyme scheme and the structure of the original song i love the um how he does that just for a minute. Let's flip down the dial, flip, flip, flip. Um, in the MC hammer track, that line is out of nowhere <laughs> in MC Hammer's song. He just goes just for a minute. Let's all do the bump. Yeah. Which is like the dance move. Just for a minute. Let's all do the bump, 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 bump. bump, bump. bump. Uh, and it fits his into the, the scheme perfectly. It's just such a funny, like anytime he can find a way to get his like uh, message across while matching the original structure to that, level of like perfectness i'm just i I, it's just tickles me so greatly yeah now i mean i can't believe where my mindset is right now because this is a song that i have not thought about really in any way shape or form like like, are are you a person who did you because i this was definitely one for me that i first heard on the tv album i grew up on this album so i would say immediately the order in which I got my Al CDs were in rapid succession. Like mm-hmm. I said, I discovered Amish Paradise and I bought the VHS tape with all the music videos and someone made me a copy of Bad Hair Day and my cousin <laughs> gave me a copy of Off the Deep End and his physical CD for Alpocalypse mm-hmm. or uh, Alapalooza, Alapalooza all at once. Like within like the first month of me knowing Al, these were like the three thi- the four things that I had to work with uh-huh. and he sold me on off the deep end i already liked smells like nirvana and you don't love me anymore and he sold me on do trigger happy and i can't watch this are so funny so i listened to those songs a yeah. ton and I, I think that's why i know all of the words to them still but this is the first time i truly analyzed how witty the songwriting is in this yeah. how funny it is matt i'm putting this it's not going to break my top 10, I don't think. But 
I'm putting this so much higher than if you had told me what are gonna what songs are gonna be on your uh like owl rankings, I wouldn't have imagined this would be in my top ten. I put it at number six. Uh just wow. below fat and just above like a surgeon. I think that the wordplay in this song is insane. Uh so for an update to those listening, my top five starting at five is fat. Number four is I Lost on Jeopardy. Number three is Yoda. My number two is Smells Like Nirvana. And my number one is I Think I'm a Clone Now. Uh, And then working backwards uh, down from least worst to what I think is the worst, uh, Isle Thing, Stop Dragging My Car Around, The Brady Bunch, I Want a New Duck, and Toothless People. I think Toothless People will be living down in that bottom area for a very long time. How about you, Matt? Where are you putting I Can't Watch This? I I am very, 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 very impressed with your ranking on this song. (laughs) Uh, I think this is the most surprised I've been by a Matt Kelly ranking since you put I Think I'm a Clone Now at number one. Um, (laughs) I think this is really good, and I, I have to say I agree with you. I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would on a re listen. Um, it's still not, it's going to just fall in the middle for me, just overall, like as much as I do enjoy it. And I think, again, this is the first rap parody he has done that truly just excels. It works. And yeah. and and works really, really well. His delivery is great. He is clearly really good at writing these lyrics in this way. Um, and this sets the stage for many, many, many more <laughs> big, big parodies for him. Um Having said that, I'm putting it kind of what looks to me like smack in the middle of my list, which is just below Money for Nothing. Okay. And just above Alimony. All right. So you're your top five and bottom five unmoved by this, but my still. top five and bottom five unmoved, but I'm still gonna run them down for you guys, because why not? Uh number five, fat. Number four, smells like Nirvana. Number three, I lost on Jeopardy. Number two, like a surgeon, and number one, Yoda. Um, and bottom five from like it the most to like it the least girls just want to have lunch. Stop dragging my car around aisle thing. I want a new duck and toothless people. Uh, and Matt, I got a question for you. If people are listening and they want to know where all of our parody rankings are, is there a good spot? Oh, Matt Kelly, what a great question. Yes. Please visit (laughs) us at weirdalgorithmpodcast.com. You can, you can, uh, uh, see all of these rankings anytime you want. Just, you know, anywhere you are, your smartphone, your computer, it's all there. Before we totally wrap this up, Matt, I just one quick moment. I just want to give a shout out because I started to say this earlier and I didn't actually get it out. But in anticipation of of this, I went back and I just rewatched the music video for You Can't Touch This Mm -hmm. by MC Hammer. And it is so incredibly nostalgic and of its time of these the dancers just in front of a white background just doing this amazing, like his, he is an incredible dancer and everyone in it, like the choreography, the hammer pants, the outfits, like I almost like shed a tear at how beautiful and nostalgic it was. I cannot recommend enough that people watch the music video for You Can't Touch This. It's just the best, to me, it is like some of the best, most joyful, like early hip hop content you're gonna find. Um, And, I did a slightly larger dive and found the the follow-up video. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the exact follow-up, but his big single after this from the follow-up record is the music video for Too Legit to Quit. Ooh. Which is one of those, one of the at the time, one of the most expensive music videos ever made. And it is 15 minutes long. Most of it is a setup that involves 
MC Hammer announcing that he is quitting music, which is announced by Jim Belushi on a fake TV show, to which the entire music world goes nuts, including Danny Glover. All The number of cameos in this video is mind-blowing. And uh, everyone just cannot believe MC Hammer is quitting music. But... He is rejuvenated when MC Hammer is bestowed with magical powers presented to him in the form of a fireball launched into his chest by James Brown. The James Brown <laughs> launches a fireball into MC Hammer's chest and tells him that if he wants to be the greatest, he needs to go and take the glove of Michael Jackson, the sparkly glove of Michael Jackson from him as a symbolic gesture that the torch has been passed to the new, truly greatest performer of all time. Guys, next level insane shit here. You have to watch this. Uh, it's totally unrelated to you. I can't watch this. You can watch this. You must watch this. The 15 minute long music video for Too Legit to Quit. It is absolutely insane. Just treat yourself. I, I want to talk about a few quick things before we wrap up because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this episode comes out on December 1st, which you'll be back from tour by then. Yes. Um, the next week, December 8th, so yes. next week, you're going to get a polka episode out of us. But on that same day is the Geekscape holiday live stream event. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I know for a fact that you and I will be involved in it in some way individually. But absolutely, please donate to the Big Brothers, yes. Big Sisters. Uh, yes, there'll yes, be a yes. link in our description of this episode. But I noticed something very funny, Matt. So last year... We were like, let's record the Christmas at Ground Zero episode because it's a Christmas live stream. And yes. we're like right at that point. Now, we don't have that this year. We're not anywhere near where we need to be for Night, <laughs> night Santa, Santa Went, went crazy. crazy. Yeah. But do you know what episode by just random happenstance comes out the day, the week before Christmas? No, I don't. The next parody on this album, The White Stuff, which is obviously describing... Uh, Oreos, but also people describe snow as the white stuff. I, I love it. It is the white stuff. <laughs> so I just I saw that just now looking at our calendar and was like, let's, That's hilarious. let's share that for our audience. That's sweet. I love it. Go donate. Go do your part. We cannot wait to see you. Uh, and we'll be back next week uh, to poker your eyes out. Yeah. Watch out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.